Hi, this is Alan K. Rohde, author and film historian, and you are listening to Tim Millard's podcast, The Extras. Hi, Tim Millard here. And before we start today's episode, I just wanted to thank everyone who left us a terrific five-star review this month. You made it extremely difficult to pick one winner, but Darth Mustafa, you are the winner of the Confessions of a Nazi Spy Blu-ray. So be sure and send me your mailing address at info at the extras.tv. And I'll just read the review because I thought it was terrific. It's titled here, Excellent Informational Podcast Centered Around Physical Media, but so much more. The Extras is always entertaining. As a physical media fan collector, I really appreciate the deep dives into the production behind these releases. Tim is great at inviting hosts to the show that revolve around a new or upcoming release, but also seeks out very interesting topics like historical film, classic animation, cinematic scores, and film restoration. George F. from Warner Archives is a friend of Tim's and a regular on the podcast, dishing out stupefying facts about everything film-related and the latest Warner Archive news and releases. I've been listening to The Extras for a couple of years now, and I must say that Tim does a great job of releasing new episodes on a regular basis. I keep coming back for more. And on the few occasions that an episode centered around a topic that I didn't think would interest me, I ended up being sucked in. Highly recommended if you are a physical media collector and someone who likes to get a glimpse behind the curtain. Wow, this is an amazing review, and I hope uh, many of you who are enjoying the podcast feel the same way, as I think it uh, pretty much sums up what I'm trying to do with this podcast. And I want to thank Bill Mailing, Doc Sigmir, Hawaii Harry, Film Illiterate, David Sal, Peter Hillman, and everyone else who left a review. As I said, they were all terrific, and it was really hard to just pick one. So to get around that, I'm going to launch another free Blu-ray for the month of April. And I'm going to let everyone who left a review in March uh, eligible as well. And the free Blu-ray will be for The Prince and the Showgirl, which recently released from the Warner Archive. It stars Lawrence Olivier and Marilyn Monroe. I think Marilyn Monroe is just terrific in this movie. So uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So if you want to qualify for this promotion, just leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you're not uh, on iTunes, you can leave it on our Facebook page under the review tab. And just do that by the end of April to qualify. And this time I'm going to make it available for not only U.S. residents, but also residents of Canada as well. And just to take a look ahead at what we've got coming in April and May on the podcast, I know that many of you will be excited to hear the full recap from animation historian Jerry Beck and George Feldenstein of the story behind the 20 cartoons that are a part of the upcoming Looney Tunes Collector's Choice Volume 1 Blu-ray release. The names of the 20 cartoons were released this last week, and we had those up on our Facebook page, and I know it was up on other sites as well. But just knowing the names is uh, not as good as hearing the full story of why those were selected by Jerry and by George for this release. And there are some brand new ones, so that's uh, going to be an episode that I think any Looney Tune fan is going to want to hear just to get those stories. So we have that coming up. I'm also hoping that Jerry and George will come on to talk about the Max Flasher Superman cartoons, which are coming out on Blu-ray as well. And speaking of Superman, I do plan to have an episode or two where we revisit the first two Superman movies with some uh, special guests. And George will be back to give more insights into the April and May Blu-ray releases from the Warner Archive. So if those interest you, be sure and follow us so that you don't miss those. Lots of good stuff coming up. 
All right. Well, let's get you to today's episode. Hello and welcome to the extras where we take you behind the scenes of your favorite TV shows, movies, and animation, and the release on digital DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K, or your favorite streaming site. I'm Tim Millard, your host, and my guest today is Scott McGee, Senior Director of Original Productions at Turner Classic Movies, and he is a programmer for the TCM Classic Film Festival, which is coming up in mid-April. And he's going to give us a preview of the festival and talk a little bit about what's going on at TCM in the month of April as well. Hey, Scott, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back, Tim. I really appreciate it. Well, last year you were on to talk about your book, Danger on the Silver Screen, and I uh, highly recommend that to all film fans. We did talk a little bit about last year's festival, but, you know, we're another year removed from the pandemic, so I'm guessing even more people hopefully will feel good about getting back in the theaters this year, and you'll have a great festival. I hope so. I do know of some people who chose not to go last year that will be at the festival this year. And what's the theme uh, for, for this year? The theme is all about legacy. It's about the things that we, you know, that we experience in everyday life, whether it's the cars that we drive or the movies that we see or the values that we carry with us that have been passed down from grandparents and parents. It's a celebration of the intangible stuff that people share and and it it continues to carry forth throughout the decades, throughout generations. And and we felt like this was a good opportunity to do that since we are also celebrating the legacy of the four Warner Brothers, whose name still adorns major media companies today. And uh, so that, that seemed like a good fit. And I know, of course, with the whole Warner Brothers 100 anniversary happening on April 4th, that's a big part of the festival this year, isn't it? It is very much so. The entire month of April on TCM is going to be all about Warner Brothers. You will not see a film uh, from Sony, from Columbia, from Fox, Paramount during that month on TCM. Uh, It will all be Warner Brothers all the time. And uh, it's it's quite something to see, you know, the entire 100 years of Warners represented on screen from from the silent days to today. There, very few companies can do that. Very few television networks can do that. Uh, so we we're just so happy to be able to help celebrate the Warner Brothers with the festival and also with our air. So I know there's a whole category for the festival that um, you've labeled like WB100 uh, next to the films and stuff. Tell us a little bit about the preparation that went into that. Well, one of the tricky things that the three of us, the three programmers, is Charlie Tabish and Stephanie Thames and myself. The thing that we we run up against a lot is there's so many films that we've already played. And there's some, some films that we have played recently that we felt shouldn't be a part of this year's celebration of Warner Brothers just because we had played them so recently. Exhibit A would be Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde is such a seminal moment for the Warner Brothers history and indeed for the for Hollywood that you can't tell the Warner Brothers story without Bonnie and Clyde. But we just recently played Bonnie and Clyde at the festival. So that was one of the films that, you know, had we not played it recently, it probably would have been included. But there was so many other Warner films that have never been played 
that we'll be able to showcase at the festival this year. So I don't think a lot of people will notice any omissions uh, or glaring omissions from the Warner's celebration, either on air or at the festival. But um, we did do our best to include, say, the top stars at Warner Brothers. We, you know, we got Jimmy Cagney. Uh, we got Betty Davis, uh, we got Edward G. Robinson, and uh, so many others uh, who we do have represented, even Ren 1010 uh, are represented. So, yeah, it's it was a labor of love. And it was definitely tricky to, to have so many Warner titles in the schedule that, you know, we had to move stuff around and, accom- you know, accommodate all of the other stuff that we want to show as well. So, it was a, it, as I said, it was a labor of love. And, and again, we're just really happy to be a part of it. Well, I noticed there are a few titles that are coming out on 4K either, you know, in April or, or sometime throughout the, the year, or at least it's planned for that, mm-hmm. like Real Bravo, Cool Hand Luke. I, well, Cool Hand Luke comes out on April 4th for sure. And then you have uh, Enter the Dragon, which, you know, I, I think most likely will probably come out. Was there some planning of, of because you got a 4K transfer, a new transfer that you uh, programmed those, some of those films in? Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, there, there are titles, yes, that, that have been recent restorations or have been remastered in 4K that we are showing at the film festival. I don't necessarily know if they're all Warner titles, but that, that didn't necessarily have a big part in what we showed. It's good that it, that these titles are on 4K because it, it you know just the fact that they're available somewhere you know we still do run into problems where we can't find uh, suitable materials for various films that we you know we just haven't been able to show yet. Well, I also noticed a few Warner Archive titles that are coming out in the month of April that uh, that overlap because of the work with the Film Foundation that uh, I think you guys have worked pretty closely with there at TCM. Can you talk a little bit about that partnership? Uh, yeah, the Film Foundation uh, partnership is extremely vital to TCM. I mean, we, given that we are so heavily involved in the creation of, a, of our own film festival, having a partnership with Film Foundation who fund the res- restoration of, of all these films, to be able to showcase those restorations the work that they've put into preserving our cinematic legacy is very, very important. And it's for that very reason that we wanted to celebrate Film Foundation as the opening night. You know, Rio Bravo, which was a Film Foundation project, we wanted to have a moment to highlight the Film Foundation uh, at opening night. So we'll have Steven Spielberg there speaking on behalf of um, the Film Foundation and talking about Rio Bravo. And you're also going to have Angie Dickinson there for that one. Yeah, Angie Dickinson, I think she might be a part. She'll, she's also involved in the opening night festivities. I think she'll be brought on later in the show to talk about Rio Bravo specifically. I don't know if she'll be sitting down with Ben and Steven during that time. I think it might be a separate interview, but right. don't don't quote me on that. I could okay. be wrong. Well, I have seen her in the advertising for for the opening night and everything. So um, it's out there anyway. And I know things can change as you get a little bit closer, but who are some of the other, you know, big guests that you're excited about that have been announced uh, for the festival? Well, you know, I just, I forgot to mention that the other person that's going to be there opening night discussing Rio Bravo 
uh, with Steven Spielberg is Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, so they, it will be the two of them, as well as Ben Mankiewicz, discussing Film Foundation and you know their work on many films, uh, including Rio Bravo. Um, of course, we have our three tributes, or two tributes, I should say, as well as um, our Robert Osborne Award recipient this year being Donald Bogle. But the two tributes for Russ Tamlin and Patricia von Brandenstein, I'm really looking forward to because those two names, they fulfill what TCM's tributes at the festival should be all about. And that is celebrating the work of people that don't often, you know, get the recognition. That's not to say they're forgotten. No, not at all. I'm saying that their body of work demands celebration. And so it was our, it's our way of being able to bring awareness and, and appreciation to these artists, the people that create so much, uh, so much wonderful moments for us, whether it's in a theater or, or uh, on TCM. But so, yeah, Patricia and Russ Tamlin, I'm really looking forward to. There is also Steven Soderbergh, who will be there for Ocean's Eleven, as well as our usual guests, uh, Craig Barron and Ben Burt, who will be back for a presentation on the Paramount film When Worlds Collide. There's actually going to be a, somewhat of a surprise during the film uh, that I won't tell anybody about because uh, it then would no longer be a surprise. <laughs> uh, gosh, you know, and the other thing, oh, uh, I'll, I'll mention one other one that I'm really looking forward to for uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame the 1923 silent version with Lone Chaney Sr., we're going to have an actor named Doug Jones introduce this film. For those of you who do not know who Doug Jones is, you've probably seen his work, particularly if you're a fan of Guillermo del Toro, because Doug Jones is a specialist. He's a masterful artist working in heavy prosthetic makeup. So in The Best Picture winner, The Shape of Water, directed by Del, Del Toro, the person playing the main character, the gill man, the, the man fish, is Doug Jones. And he uh, he appeared in other films for Del Toro, including uh, Hellboy and uh, other films. He was in a, one of the Fantastic Four movies, Hocus Pocus. I mean, Doug Jones has been around a long time. And we did interview him for a project years and years ago, but to have him at the festival for the first time in person will be will be really special to hear his, you know, to hear his take on what it's like to, to act and to build a character from underneath mounds of makeup. That is a skill that not everybody possesses. So just to have Doug there, uh, and he's such a wonderful individual, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love seeing him there. Well, there's a lot of other great ones. I won't go through them all with you because people can look at the, uh, the program online and, and see as they put their plans together, what they're going to see, where they want to go. But I, mean, I just, I had to mention William Friedkin, who will be there for the actresses. Uh, of course. And then, of course, somebody very, very well known to listeners of my podcast, George Feldstein, who will actually be doing a Warner Night at the Movies for the Strawberry Blonde presentation. And uh, so that's great. Uh, and that film is being released on Blu-ray this month from the Warner Archive. Yeah. Uh, so some other names, Joe Dante, who has been the festival before, he'll be there to introduce Harvey. Frankie Avalon will be there for uh, the Beach Party movie. 
Mario Cantone will be there, Ed Bagley Jr., and Margaret Academy Award-nominated actor John Hawks will be introducing uh, Shadow of a Doubt, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Kate Flannery. You said William Freakin. Yeah, there's the, a lot of great names this year coming. And I have to throw in one that I it kind of goes back to my youth, and that's uh, from Risky Business, Rebecca DeMornay. Yeah, uh, of course. There. And uh, I mean, it's... It, it, you just know you're getting older when they're showing at the Classic Film Festival these films that uh, <laughs> you grew up with. And then, of course, you look at how old they are, and you're like, wow, I guess they, they do deserve to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and we have a, we, we have a lot of uh, fans of, uh, of the network of TCM and of classic movies who are going to be there at the fir- for the first time, one of which is uh, Annette O'Toole and, Ma- and Michael McKean. Uh, they will be there for A Mighty Wind, which is a, a film that we're showing outdoors by Poolside. So Michael and Annette will be there. They've been on TCM before, but they've never been at the festival. So we're really looking forward to having them as well. Well, it's a great lineup. And you've got the club TCM, which is always there and available for people who really just want to immerse themselves. What does what the club TCM just explain for those who maybe don't know quite as much? Club TCM is uh, it's a venue that we have inside the Roosevelt Hotel, which is the central headquarters of our festival. And inside one of their presentation rooms or ballrooms is called the Blossom Room. And the Blossom Room has been there since the, you know, since the hotel was built in, uh, I think, 1927 or 28. Well, it's inside the Blossom Room where the very first Academy Award ceremony was held. So ever since TCM uh, started the festival in 2010, the Blossom Room has been the location of Club TCM. And we, we take it over. We completely uh, redecorate it. We, we put in couches. We put in displays. We put in a central bar. We put in a presentation stage. Uh, and so it is the hub where not only where people go to congregate and mingle, but more importantly, it's also where we have, we have events that are not centered around a film. So all of our other venues were mostly showing movies, but Club TCM, we have a chance to have uh, hour long conversations, presentations, lectures, cel- you know, various things that, that we can't put in another venue, but makes sense for Club TCM. So, you know, you have a lot of chairs to sit down and it gets very crowded inside Club TCM, depending on what the uh, what the attraction is. But uh, it's it's a really classy joint. And uh, it's the kind of uh, it's the kind of venue that only TCM could uh, could could bring to you. And I think I noticed an ad for a another cruise coming up. Aren't you a part of those cruises as well? I am. I'm the uh, lead programmer for the cruise. So I'm the one that uh, works with Charlie and Stephanie to come up with the films that we could show. But I'm the one that plugs it all in into a spreadsheet. And I you know, have to move stuff around depending on what, uh, what the needs are for the talent, for the people, the guests that are going to be there. So it's, it's a big thing. It's not nearly as complicated, though to what my colleague Stephanie Thames has to do with the festival spreadsheet. That is a Herculean task, and Stephanie deserves all the kudos in the world for managing it because it is a 
it is a tricky beast that that spreadsheet for the festival. Well, like any festival that has multiple venues and films going on at the same time, there's always the agonizing decision when you're a festival goer. You have two movies, they're going at the same time, which one are you going to choose? And it's always tough. But uh, hey, that's why you have the TCM channel and you have the Warner Archive Blu-rays so that uh, you can also watch your films uh, at another that's time, right. you think. I did want to bring it back as we wrap up here uh, to the TCM April lineup. I know there's been a lot of kind of agonizing by some of the people who listen to this podcast about some of the films that were not Warner Brothers being advertised uh, in some of the celebration and everything. And so there was a lot of positive response about what you guys are doing over there at TCM. And then also there's been concerns, of course, about, you know, what's the future of TCM and everything. And it just feels really very positive of, of what's going on there and the whole transition with Warner Brothers Discovery. And what TCM is also able to do on HBO Max and everything. Yeah, I mean, we we are faithful stewards of the of the company's priorities, and so we you know we try to maintain our stance as uh, you know for what we've been doing in the past fourteen years and creating an event that is going to draw people in and make people feel like the money that they spent is worth it. And uh, the company has been very respectful and supportive of that. So. Yeah, I mean, we're just chugging along, doing what we do, and you know, and in terms of the spot, I know what you're talking about. It's the, it's the spot that celebrates Warner Brothers that the company put together that does include films that are now owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. That that spot is not going to play at our film festival. There is actually going to be an edited version shown uh, that will that will be a little different than what people saw on I think during the Academy Awards. So, uh, and also a new spot that is promoting the, uh, the films that we have airing uh, on TCM during, during the month of April that will be running at the festival too. So you'll be able to see these before, uh, before the films during that weekend. Well, Scott, it's been fun having you back on to talk about this year's festival. I'm, uh, looking forward to being there and seeing you and catching up. I am too. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me, Tim. And, and I'm looking forward to, having a couple of drinks with you, hopefully in the, uh, in the bar at the uh, Legion. Sounds like good. Sounds like good. we did last year. Yeah. Like we did last year. Sounds good. Thanks Scott. All right, Tim. Take care, buddy. For those of you interested in learning more about the TCM classic film festival and what is programming on TCM in April, there will be links in the podcast show notes. So be sure and check those out. It's a great month for fans of Warner Brothers as both the festival and the network put Warner Brothers films at the forefront of the programming. As I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we have some exciting episodes ahead, so be sure and follow the show if you haven't done that yet so that you don't miss our upcoming episodes on Looney Tunes, Max Fleischer's Superman, Superman the Movie, and of course our Warner Archive announce and review episodes. If you're on social media, be sure and follow the show on Facebook or Twitter at The Extras TV or Instagram at TheExtras.tv to stay up to date on our upcoming guests and to be part of our community. And you're invited to our Facebook group for fans of Warner Brothers films called the Warner Archive and Warner Brothers Catalog Group. So look for that link on the Facebook page or in the podcast show notes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Extras with Tim Millard. Stay slightly obsessed.
Hi, this is Tim Millard, host of the Extras Podcast. And I wanted to let you know that we have a new private Facebook group for fans of the Warner Archive and Warner Brothers Catalog physical media releases. So if that interests you, you can find the link on our Facebook page or look for the link in the podcast show notes.